Welcome to the Grace Point Assembly of God podcast. To find out more about our church, please visit gphixson.com. Now let's get into a powerful message for your life from God's Word. Let me get into the message this morning that I believe God's laid on my heart. It's, it, the, the title of the message is just the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. And so I just wanted to encourage you today about the name of Jesus. So let's look at some scriptures today. I'm going to go through several, so I'll probably go fairly quickly. You may not be able to get there, but Mark chapter 16, verses 14 through 20 says, Afterward he appeared to the eleven themselves as they were reclining at table, and he rebuked them for their unbelief and hardness of heart. Now these are the disciples that had been with him for three and a half years, walked with him, heard all the parables, all the messages, the Sermon on the Mount, all these things, and he's sitting there around the table with them after his resurrection, and he's rebuking them for their unbelief and hardness of heart. Because they had not believed those who saw him after he had risen. He had told them he was going to rise from the dead. He told them that it was happening, it was coming. That it, and yet they had an unbelief and hardness of heart. And he said to them, now this is what's awesome. Even in their unbelief and their hardness of heart, this is what he tells them. Go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole of creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, and whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up serpents with their hands. And if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. So then the Lord Jesus, after he had spoken to them, was taken up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out. Do you hear that? And they went out and preached everywhere while the Lord worked with them and confirmed the message they, by accompanying signs. I turn with me to John chapter 14, verses 13 through 14. It says, whatever you ask in my name, this is Jesus speaking, whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. Then in John 15, 16, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, He will give it to you. One more, John 16, 23 through 27. In that day, today, in that day, you will ask nothing of me. Truly, truly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. 
Ask and you will receive, that your joy may be full. I have said these things to you in figures of speech. The hour is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figures of speech, but will tell you plainly about the Father. In that day you will ask in my name, and I do not say to you that I will ask the Father on your behalf, for the Father Himself loves you, because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. Now I read these scriptures because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Amen? You need to hear that it is in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. That we can come before the Father. That we can ask anything and it will be done. In His name. In His name. So the first point that I have today is this. We must have faith in the name of Jesus. We must have faith. In Mark 16, Jesus rebuked His disciples of their lack of faith. Now, now what, do, what do I mean we need to have faith in the name of Jesus? What does that really mean? It means that we must trust that His name is truly the name above every other name. And that at His name, one day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. As it says in Philippians 2, 9 and 10, it says, Therefore God has highly exalted Him and bestowed on Him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. We have to have faith in that name. There is no other name that is greater than the name of Jesus. Oh, I thought that'd be a good place for an amen. Man, y'all missed it. There is no other name that is greater than the name of Jesus. Now, most of us have heard this scripture, and most of you could probably quote this scripture. But let me ask you, do you have faith in this scripture? Do you truly have faith in this scripture? Do you really understand that at His name, everything must bow? I mean, when we speak the name of Jesus, everything in heaven, on earth, beneath the earth, everywhere must bow. may say, well, of course I do, but, but I really want you to contemplate this to the depth of meaning there, there is in saying I have faith in the name of Jesus. Because it, it means that I believe that every demon in hell is subject to His name. It means that every disease can be healed at the name of Jesus. It means that every situation can be turned around for the good in the name of Jesus. Every soul can be saved at the name of Jesus. Every thought can be held captive at the name of Jesus. Do you see where I'm going with this? We have got to have a faith that is greater than what just saying in the name of Jesus. It's easy to say with our mouth, that we have faith in the name of Jesus, but does our lifestyle, our conversation, 
our prayer life, our thought life, reflect our faith in that great name. It's something to contemplate, isn't it? It's something to really let sink down inside of us. Because I think that if we honestly evaluate where things are and say, Lord, help me with my unbelief. Help me with my unbelief in your mighty name. Because it truly is the mightiest name of all. As Christians, we must believe in the supreme authority and the power of the name of Jesus. There's a, there's a book that I read and, and have, have taught out of before on the name of Jesus. And this book is the, it's called The Wonderful Name of Jesus by E.W. Kenyon. And he starts off the book by saying this. Several years ago, I was holding meetings in a city in Tennessee. And one afternoon, while giving an address on the name of Jesus, a lawyer interrupted me and asking, Do you mean to say that Jesus gave us the power of attorney? The legal right to use his name? And I said to him, Brother, you're the lawyer, and I'm a layman. Tell me. Did Jesus give us the power of attorney? And he said, well, if language means anything, then Jesus gave to the church the power of attorney. Then I asked him, what is the value of that power of attorney? And he answered, it depends upon how much there is in back of it. How much authority, how much power this name represents. Then I began to search and find how much power and authority is in the name of Jesus. Amen? Hallelujah. You see, we have the power of attorney in His name. He gave us legal authority to use His name. And yet most of us run around going, I don't know what I'm going to do. What can we do? Oh, man, we're just so down and discouraged because this is happening. That's... Now, I'm not an attorney either. John is down there and Cindy Bice and a couple others around. I... But, but let me tell you what I think it means that Jesus has given us that power of attorney with His name. He has given us all the authority that He has to do all that He would want to do upon this earth if He were here in the flesh. Now think about that. Normally, now if I'm not mistaken, power of attorney is given to somebody, especially when they're in a place where they cannot take care of their own affairs. Right? They're at a place where maybe physically or mentally or emotionally, they're not in a place where they can take care of their own affairs. And so a power of attorney is given to somebody else who now has the exact same authority, the exact same power, the rights and privileges and everything of this individual to take care of their business. So what Jesus did was he gave us his power of attorney. He wrote it off. He said, I'm going to heaven. Here you go. You take care of my affairs. In my name. In my name. Now think about that. 
man, when we really grasp that, he is telling us, I want you to take care of my business while I'm gone. And I give you every right, every authority, everything in my name to go out and do it. Wow. What, what have we been given? If we, we don't realize how much responsibility we've been given. I mean, if, if somebody in the church gave me a power of attorney to take care of their affairs, I would take that extremely seriously. I would want to make sure that I took care of their, their affairs and made sure all the bills were paid, everything was taken care of for their family, everything was done properly and in order. Because I would see that as a great responsibility and now Jesus is saying, I'm giving that to you. I am giving you that responsibility in my name. So how much authority did Jesus give us? How much authority does Jesus have? In Matthew 28, 18, he says, And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So if all of it was given to him, and now he's saying, I give it to you in my name, there's no limit. There's no limit to his power, to his authority that we have when we invoke the name of Jesus. In any and every situation. So we must, as Christians, we must have faith in the name of Jesus. Because that name has given us all authority and all power. All the rights and privileges that he was given by the Father. So this brings me to the next point. You must come before the Father and ask everything in the name of Jesus. Now, this can be one of my big pet peeves about most Christians today. We pray prayers and we end it with, in the name of Jesus. And most of the time I hear it with such lack of authority. It's almost like just a habit. In the name of Jesus. You know, it's sort of like a, Amen. It's, a, it's, just, it's, just a, it's just a phrase that we say. It's just a thing that that's what you're supposed to end, the, end it with. But that should be the most powerful statement that we make in every prayer. Lord, I ask you for this in the name of Jesus. Because that's where the authority is. That's where the power is. That's where it's at. It is by... This name and this name alone that we have the right whatsoever to come before the Father. Now, before Christ, there was no access, no access to the throne for the likes of me. I was born a Gentile, not of the chosen nation. But even if I had been born Jewish, there were only the line of Levi that were appointed as priests. And only a small portion within that tribe were even allowed to be a part of the line of the high priest. And over the years, thousands of years before Christ, there were only handfuls of high priests that ever existed. And those high priests were the only ones 
that were allowed once a year to enter into the most holy place, to that holy of holies, and then only by blood. Only by the shedding of blood. Only after they had gone through every ritual that God had put down of cleansing and, and purifying and making them be able to come before the very presence of God. Now we know that Moses was one that actually was a friend of God. He got to see the glory of God. But nowhere else do you see Anybody in the Old Testament being able to come before the Father. If you even speak to someone who is Jewish and you read their documents, they will not put the name of God in there. They will not even speak the name of God. Because they don't believe that they have a right or ability to even be able to speak the holy name of God. And yet, Jesus says, in my name, you're not going to ask me anymore. You're not going to have to come and talk to me. You get to go to Dad. You get to go to the Father. You get to go stand before Him and use my name to be able to come into His holy place and talk to Him. You get to come in and ask Him whatever you want. In my name. Wow. <laughs> you know, that's why it's so significant that in three of the Gospels they recorded the fact that when Jesus died on the cross, the temple veil was torn in two from top to bottom. And they make it clear it was torn from top to bottom which I believe signifies the fact that God Himself ripped that open and said, come to me. Come to me in my Son's name. Come to me because Jesus paid the price. Do we really get the significance? Do we really understand what we have in this name? More than 6,000 years, no one but the high priest could approach the Father. Of all creation, the one who created all of us, no one could come. But that one person, once a year, and then only through blood. But allow me to, to read now just a few passages from Hebrews that helps us understand what Jesus really did. It says in Hebrews 4, 14 through 16, Since then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. In Hebrews 7, 26-28 it says, For it was indeed fitting that we should have such a high priest, 
holy, innocent, unstained, separated from sinners and exalted above the heavens. He has no need like those high priests to offer sacrifices daily, first for his own sins and then for those of the people, since he did not once, he did for one, he did this once for all. I'll get it in a minute. Since he did this once for all when he offered himself. For the law appointed men in their weakness as high priests, but the word of the oath which came later than the law appoints a son who has been made perfect forever. In Hebrews 8, 1 and 2, it says, Now the point in that what we are saying is this. We have such a high priest, one who is seated at the right hand of the throne of the majesty of heaven, a minister in the holy places, in the true tent that the Lord set up, not man. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, we have direct access to the throne room of God where Jesus sits next to His Father in all of His majesty, in all of His glory. He sits there and He is interceding for us on a regular basis. But then He says, in my name, you can just go right straight to the throne. You don't have to come through me. You just come in my name, invoking my name. And my Father will hear you. And He will receive you. And He will listen to what you have to say. And He will answer you because you have come in my name. Wow. <laughs> Jesus is our high priest and mediator forever. And He did all this for us to be able to come before the Father. The Father who created everything. We just don't grasp it. We can't conceive it. We can't understand it. But boy, I hope today you leave here knowing that, you know what? I have the authority. I have the power. Not in myself. Not in my own righteousness. Not in my own abilities. Not in who I am. But in that name of Jesus, I can do all things. I can come in before the Father. I can go out in His name. I can do all things because of the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. My third point today is we must bear fruit in the name of Jesus. John 15, 16 says, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, He will give it to you. It is in the name of Jesus that we have access to the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. It's in His name. He said, I must go away so that I can send you the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, the one who's going to come and He will be with you and He will show you all things. You see, it's in His name. It's in Him. It's in Jesus. It is the name of Jesus that overcomes sin in our lives. It is the name of Jesus that transforms hearts and enables us to be like Christ. It is the name of Jesus, the name that has all power, all authority, and is the basis of everything that makes us followers of Him to begin with. His name breaks the chains of addiction. 
His name restores life where there is only death. His name heals hearts and repairs broken relationships. His name brings hope to marriages that are falling apart. His name makes all things possible. All things possible. We must realize that the very name of Jesus contains so much power that just by breathing that one name, everything can change. Just by saying Jesus. You don't have to shout it, but you've got to have faith in it. It doesn't feel connected to people in front of you, does it? Because when we use the name of Jesus, the Father comes to attention. That just, that breaks me right there. When I say, in Jesus' name, the Father says, yes. Yes. What are you saying? He, he comes to attention. He comes to listen. Demons cringe at His name. And the power of sin is destroyed in His name. In His name. Jesus tells us that by using His name in prayer, the Father may give us whatever we ask. We know that that has to be tempered with our motives and our our relationship with Him. It's all about relationship with Him. But let me tell you something. When you are in close relationship with Jesus, when you are living your life for Him and just in, in fellowship with Him on a regular basis, you invoke that name, whatever you ask is going to be given to you. Jesus said when He was talking about the Holy Spirit, you know, would... Would a father, you know, if he, you came to him and asked him for a loaf of bread, give you a rock? You know, he's saying, listen, whatever you ask in my name, my powerful name, I did everything that needed to be done to break the chains of bondage, to break the chains of sin, to open up the veil, to make access to the very throne room of God. I did it for you, and now all you need is my name. To walk into the throne room of God. Bow before the Father. Saying, Father, I need this. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I'm going to ask you to stand with me this morning. As we conclude this service, I'm going to ask our ministry team, if you'll come up here to the front. All those that are part of our ministry and just... If you'll just come up here to the front, I, I just want to open this up for people who need just to have prayer over them in the name of Jesus. We are just individuals. We are just people like you that, that just want to pray with you and have faith in the name of Jesus this morning. 
So if you're here today and, and maybe you've never even made a commitment to Christ, maybe you've never started following after Him with all of your heart and you need forgiveness of your sin and you need to, to, to find that relationship with Him and you know it because you've just felt it today, I want you to come to these altars. I want you to come to somebody right now and just pray with them. If you're here and you know, man, I have been falling away from God, I'm not in a place where I need to be in that relationship, I need prayer. I need to come back to Him. I want you to come to these altars. But also, if you're here today and you're dealing with a sickness, you're dealing with a family crisis, you're dealing with any kind of a situation that you have been overwhelmed with and you just need to know that today you can come and agree together with somebody in the name of Jesus for that situation, we're going to be here to pray with you and just ask God to come. Father to come in Jesus' name to bring healing, to bring restoration, to bring wholeness into your life today. Amen. Hallelujah. I want you to just move right now, right now to these altars. Whatever it is that you need prayer for, just if there's not somebody yet, line up. We'll get to you. We're going to pray with everybody this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Amen. Yes. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah, Father. Hallelujah, Father. Amen. Yes,
Lord, as we walk out of this place, we know that it is well. It is well with our soul because of the name of Jesus. That powerful name. That authoritative name that breaks down every barrier, every wall, every bondage, every sin, every thought, everything must come into subjection to the name of Jesus. So, Lord, we just thank You. We thank You that You gave us such a powerful name. That power of attorney. Attorney to be able to use that name in this earth. That, Lord, You have given us all authority and all power in Your name to go, to go into all the world and make disciples. Lord, give us that understanding. It's not so that we can ask for what we want to satisfy our flesh or our needs, but it is to fulfill the will of God in this earth. And Lord, I thank you that in your name we can go from this place with our heads held high in all power and all authority now. In Jesus' name. God bless you. We love you. Have a great afternoon. Hope to see you soon. God bless. Thank you for listening. We hope you'll tune in next week for another great sermon from Grace Point Assembly of God.